Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Very excited to talk to our next guest. She's had a pretty awesome week. She knocked a mother bleeper out. She signed a new fight deal. Master Valley Laredo, Miami zone. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the week. Congratulations on the win, the new deal. Uh, has this been the best week of your professional career? Uh, l- like looking at everything that's kind of gone on? Um, yes, I know. It's just the biggest. This win was most satisfying for me. First, before for anybody else, for my own personal reasons, you know, what I had to overcome in this year and four months to perform that way. It just validated a lot of my brain and just showed me how strong of mind I have and I could overcome anything, you know. And that for me is most important before anything else. And then it was more satisfying just shutting people up. You know, that's what I do. I'm good at that. I've been doing this since I was young and no one believed in me. And here I am, you know, and I know uh, this win, you know, it was a beautiful knockout. I'm three and oh, but it also comes with a lot more responsibility and harder fights coming down the line, you know, and for as much as I want to enjoy something, I really don't because at the end of the day, I'm only 3-0 still. And I want to be 10-0. I want to have that belt. And I'm not going to feel extremely satisfied and sit down and say, wow, Valerie, I'm proud of you until I have that belt in my hand. So for right now, I'm enjoying it a little bit. Yes, um, I'm enjoying the way people are admiring what I did. But now there's just so much more that I have to prove and it only gets harder from here. So I just have to handle it the right way and stay focused on what's important. I wanted to, I wanted been wanting to ask you about this since the fight because I didn't we didn't get a great hear of it during the uh, during the fight, but when they went in between rounds one and two and your coaches were telling you to kick, I thought I heard you say no, I don't want to. Were you trying to work on something there because you saw something good? Like, did you want to get better at your hands because you you were fine in a range in the first round? Obviously, it uh, it paid off, but I, I didn't we didn't they cut away to the other corner, so I didn't I didn't get to hear the whole exchange, and, and I kind of wanted to hear what your breakdown of that was. Okay. Basically, I went to my corner and Steve was like, Valerie, you need to start kicking more, you know, and because my kick power is really 100 times stronger than my my arm power. And I looked at him and I said, no, Steve, I'm not kicking. <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, I'm not kicking because she's too close to my distance. Right. So I'm going to kick and she's going to catch my leg. And she's going to take me to the cage. I know what I'm doing. I have a feeling in my arms. And, you know, this happened to me in my amateur career, too. My first amateur fight ever from Taekwondo, you know. I went in there and my coaches in Miami thinking that I was going to do a bunch of spinning kicks and double kicks. And I turned into a boxer, you know, boxing's in my blood and I love it. I have a natural feel for it. And I do feel like I have a knockout power that I'm going to use for the rest of my career. Yeah. And you, uh, I mean, it, it's almost exhausting watching you just from home in that first round. Cause the maneuvering you're doing the whole time, like what, what goes into that? Just, is that, is that a strategy to get to, to, to figure out what her range is? Are you trying to lure her in? Because no, you never was, stopped moving. That was 100% game plan. 
Because if it were up to me, I would just sit there in the pocket and scrap. You know, my coaches are like, don't be stupid. You know, this girl's coming in there aggressive. We knew she was going to go in there aggressive to clinch me, take me down and do her jujitsu, right? And then they were like, just circle away to the right, away from her right hand, you know, and pick her apart with your hands and follow with your kicks. And um, I got into the fight. That's what I started doing. And then slowly, I after the first round, I kind of got the hang of it. You know, I, I saw where she was open and I just felt like a laser. And every time I would I, every time I would throw, I would hurt her. And I'm kind of blind. Like I have really bad eyesight. So I told my coaches, look, every time I hit her and I hurt her, tell me so I could finish. Right? And um, I just started seeing it. And the more I would punch her, the more blood I saw. And when I see blood, I just I go after it. So I remember in the second round, she made a big mistake at the end of the round trying to locate me because I have the best timing in the world when it comes with distance especially with kicks so i saw that kick coming before she threw it and i popped her right when she dropped her arm but i don't know <laughs> it's just, just game plan did you know what what part of the round it was when you when you did crack her like did you feel like time was closing and you had to pounce or was it all just reactionary in the moment like at the end of that round yeah, yeah. oh no at the end of the round i heard the but i heard the buzzer and you're gonna learn something about me fighting when i scream it's because i'm hitting hard Okay, and that happens to me in American Top Team when we spar. They're always mad at me because everyone's sparring like normal people and you hear me, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it's a taekwondo thing, you know, and they're always like, God, we're stopping emotional, shut up. I'm like, no, trust me, I know what I'm doing. It's my way of like, I don't know, I just, I, I when I hit hard, it's because I'm throwing hard. I mean, when I scream loud, it's because I'm throwing hard. So in the last 10 seconds, you know, I heard the buzzer, but she made a big mistake and I just, I was like, I'm not going to another round. And I just threw and scram with, with everything I had. And I love throwing overhands for some reason. I don't know. I think I'm a gangster. I love throwing overhands. And then I was like, damn, there's five seconds left. And I just jumped on top of her. I'm like, and I used both arms because I wanted to get as much punches in as possible. So she couldn't get up. That, uh, that gym that you guys have there, it is sick. Um, but just even the stable you guys have had as women, I mean, you have the goat training there, obviously, but everybody like, uh is that is that useful like I, honestly you get to see not only your skill set because of all the talent you have but you guys your stable of women is incredible uh what is that like for you as a young fighter of what you can pick up and 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 i mean how much better do you feel your skill set's been since your debut just training there you know i used to train in an old american top team in miami in the beginning beginning of my mma career when i didn't even know how to throw a punch right and um i was with that camp for my first two amateur fights and I heard of American top team and I saw the type of woman who trained there. And I was like, if I want to be someone in the sport, I need to train with the best. I don't care if it's two hours away or if it's 45 minutes away, I have to find a way to make it happen. Turns out that one of my old college sorority sisters, um, her dad was an old American top team um, coach. And um, I had no idea about MMA back then. And then here I am saying, Abby, are you still in Coconut Creek? And she's like, yeah, you know, come stay, stay with me. Um, help me out with my rent and I'll help you find a job. So I waitressed. I lived with my friend for six, seven months. And I was able to, to start my camp in American Top Team as an amateur. And they let me train with the pros as an amateur so I was getting top-notch coaching and advice and being around all these stars as an amateur. 
I finished my amateur career with them and American top team has developed me into this fighter. I am, you know, and on top of everything, just mentally seeing all the champions who go there, you know, you pick up on a vibe and what works for them. And I'm always asking questions. I'm like, to be honest, before you fight, uh, how do you deal with this? How do you handle that? If they grab you by here, you know, I ask a lot of questions and I analyze a lot and I pick up from that. But just being around all these huge fighters, especially the woman like JJ and um, Amanda Nunez and Nina and stuff, you know, that's how I want to be. And I'm also seeing my level of talent and and how competitive I could be with them and how ready I am to fight um, at that level. So you talked about how hard it was, uh, everything leading up to this. So you got into like a car accident. What the hell happened that almost made you pull out of the fight? That, that I mean, I saw the pictures on Instagram. It, it looked really scary. Yeah, so that's not even the worst of it. Well, this year I've gone through a lot. And so I went on Exagon. You guys all know about that. And Exagon was really hard for me because it was completely out of my comfort zone. That's and the I reality really, show, right? The uh... reality show, the one George was on. I really struggled on that show because I'm not very athletic unless it comes to hitting something hard or dancing. Those are the only two things I'm going to do. If you ask me to jump, I can't jump high. Like, I'm not coordinated for those things. And that show is a competition show on obstacle courses, swimming and stuff. It's completely out of my comfort zone. So that show was really hard for me. And on top of everything, I gained a lot of weight on that show because I can't eat like a normal girl and not gain weight. You know, my, my yeah. metabolism is weird. I gain weight very fast. I lose weight very fast. So from that show, I struggled from a huge eating disorder, got back, saw myself at the worst point in my life. You know, my parents were going through a huge divorce. My family was all separated. I was just in a dark place. And on top of everything, I just, I didn't know how to handle it. I was very young facing that. And um, all I could think about was the next time I got to go in the cage. Then January comes, I'm supposed to fight Tara. I have a partially torn MCL. Okay, I was in a fight like that. And then I really hurt it bad. So I couldn't fight. And then I had to recover from my first like real injury in all my years of martial arts, you know, a torn MCL just because I didn't tap out of a knee bar at practice. And then, um, and then, uh, and then quarantine happened. So I was just frustrated because I felt like I started being seen as just an Instagram girl, but I was training harder than anyone. You know, I just, I had a lot of things happen in my life that I wasn't ready to fight. And then leading up to this fight, you know, I got the call in three weeks notice. I was already closer to it. I'm like, okay, I could drop this in three weeks. No problem. And um, that girl, Tara, has been harassing me for months and months and months. Like, when I mean harassing me, like, every day tweeting at me, posting something at me every single day, just annoying and ugly. Like, so, so annoying. And then the fight week, that Wednesday, I had a huge problem happen in my house, which I don't want to talk about it, but it was it was ugly. And that's when I was going to pull out that Wednesday, and I left Sunday. And I was talking to Abraham. Abraham and I, I, my mind's not there for this fight. I don't think I could do it. My mind is focused on other things right now. I'm going to hurt myself. And um, Abraham was like, take take the night um, to think about it. And I spoke to a sports psychologist. I spoke to Abraham's sister. She's one of my best friends. They spoke some sense into me. And and they told me, Valerie, nobody, nobody loves a victim. You know, people would admire you more for overcoming being a victim and performing and and that's what I had to do. But then Saturday, before I left Sunday, I was on the highway after I trained at American Top Team, cut the last weight I had, blow dried my hair, haven't packed yet to leave Sunday. I'm on the highway on a merge, 45 minutes on the way home. And there's a huge tow truck behind me speeding. And I'm looking at him and I'm in front of him on a merge and he tries to pass me. 
he doesn't realize I'm there with his long, like the long back and it hits me and I spin into the rail and I broke as hard as I could. Like if I was getting punched, I stopped right before I hit the rail and I could have flipped over that thing. I freaked out because I was like, you know, there's a girl who's going into the cage to literally try to kill me. Okay. And look at all the stupid I'm dealing with right now. I'm not even focusing. I thought God was telling me, don't fight, you're going to get hurt. You know? But I was like, you have to do it. You have to take in control of your life. You have to take control of the moment. Don't even think about it. I didn't post anything about the accident. I didn't want anybody to know. I wanted to completely take that energy out and put it into the fight. And I used it and I put it all towards Tara. I feel so bad for her. <laughs> well, well, I'm serious. I had a lot of anger <laughs> built up for a long time. Man, that, that's, 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 uh, that's bananas. Uh, thanks, I guess, for, you know, giving insight into that. That's, that's pretty crazy. And it's no wonder then, I guess, why your celebration was so much, everything was coming out, which by the way, which by the way, I want to just say that because I know people with the dancing and cause they, you know, all that stuff. I love it because that's like Miami Hurricane stuff to me. Like, I don't know. if Have you ever seen The You? The documentary? Yes. <laughs> that is that is like score touchdown, dance on your opponent. That's that's the stuff I love. And then, the, you know, they had to like make the old the PSA afterwards. We're like, we have yeah. to we have to do sportsmanship rules. You listen, that's <laughs> with, with everything with everything that you just described, you went through. No wonder like you you feel like you're, you're celebrating and, and everything's coming out like that. Celebration was more like I think people the only way the only reason people some people criticize it is because they don't understand the background. They don't understand that this girl's been harassing me as a as a woman, as an athlete, my family, like everything for months and months and months. Like imagine how annoying. And when she she said I pulled out of that fight because I I couldn't make the weight. Like, no, I always make weight. That's not why I pulled out. I was generally hurt. And on top of that, mentally and physically, I wasn't well. So I just feel like if people from the outside understood the back perspective from Twitter and stuff, and that girl Macy Chasen or whatever her name is. Um, they wouldn't understand why I dance like that because I'm petty. Okay, so in the first moment, I'm like, okay, you're gonna you're gonna criticize me for my TikToks. Watch, I'm gonna knock her out. I'm gonna do a TikTok. I'm gonna dance a hundred times harder because that's how I am. <laughs> um, do you think Do you think you're gonna deal with that your entire career, like the cheap yes. shots, the easy stuff? And are you, are you Teflon yes. to that stuff already? Is it already like stuff that you can handle yes. easily? Everybody's gonna criticize me. Everybody's gonna um, try to. Uh, question my character everyone's gonna try to question my intentions in the sport it's okay I never respond you know I stay true to myself you know I stay true to my I have an intuition natural since I was little telling me what to do what not to do what to post what not to post um how I want to brand myself and market myself is not for anybody it's for myself like this is my brand like like that's my neon sign that's my Loretta logo that's cool like yeah. that's my like that's what I stand for. Like that's in my heart, and you know I feel like I'm different, and I feel like I'm myself. And on top of everything, I'm a natural born fighter. My dad's crazy. I've been doing this my whole life. You know I could fight in that cage for for many years to come at Bellator's space and and show the world who I am and what makes me different than every other female fighter right now in Bellator or the UFC. Uh, do you have an idea like with signing this new deal with Bellator? Um, and having a knockout like that what is I guess the game plan of how you want to keep developing your career because you're doing a very brave thing where you are doing this on Bellator which is a big stage uh, from the start it's a cool thing that they're doing too where they have um, so like do you do you know like at what pace and, and what kind of opponent you want to go to and and when do you want to get to I guess a title kind of level because I know you said that was you know one of your goals well I think people forget that I'm 22 okay and I'm doing you know and um, I debuted pro 
opening a main card for the first time fighting without shin guards. Like that alone is crazy, you know? And I'm doing this at my pace. Like I know my talent, I know my potential, and I know I could beat anybody. But right now I'm going by what Bellator, my manager, thinks is right for me and developing an athlete in their career at a very young age, you know? And I want to be in this for a long run. You know, there's no need um, to rush into anything. You know, I'm getting experience. I learned a lot from this fight. It was so much fun for me. I love the no, the, the no fans and stuff. And um, I'm getting better and better by the day. And every time I fight in that cage, I have more experience. So when I feel and my management, my team feels is appropriate, you know, we're going to go for that belt. But I know I could do it. You know, if it were up to me, I will fight tomorrow for the belt. But I know that everything comes with time. I have to do things the right way. And um, I need to step a lot of um, obstacles and paths and different types of fighters before I get that opportunity. How'd you celebrate? Oh, I got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even eat. No, because the thing is that I, I fought and I won. And I was just like, it was just so satisfying. It was a satisfying fight. My sister was there for me, my coaches and stuff. We went up to the room. I changed fast. I go, let's go downstairs. And we went to eat and I didn't even eat. I just drank a whole bottle of wine and I was drunk and I missed my flight two times. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks. Listen, you deserve it. Uh, I guess before, before we get you out of here, when do you think you want to be back in action? It seemed like you were, you know, right back in training this week. Uh, yeah, when, it do was. You, when do you want to be back at it? Um, hopefully by November, December, I think December, early December. Uh, thank you for the time. We always appreciate you being generous with your time, Valerie. Uh, I know Miami roots for you, and they love hearing uh, the updates from you. So thank you so much for making time for us. And to see the support I've gotten from Miami, honestly, like that means more to me than anything. It's it's really fun to see. I got to my apartment building and I went outside. Everybody watched my fight here. Like it just it makes me really happy that I'm representing Cubans and our culture here. That's awesome. Uh, all the safety to you during the crazy COVID times, and uh, can't wait to see you in action again. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Take care. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.